You're listening to Comedy Central. September 25th, 2019. From Comedy Central's World News Headquarters in New York, this is The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. of the Musk Singer, just one of the many jobs he has. Nick Cannon is joining us, everybody! Also on tonight's show, robots are taking over. Your shampoo can blow up your car, and Donald Trump is getting impeached. I know, I know. A very tragic time for the country. So let's catch up on today's headlines. Let's kick it off with Boris Johnson. British Prime Minister and ghost who's just seen a ghost. (laughs) He took time from the chaos of Brexit to come and warn the United Nations of an even bigger threat that'll affect the entire world, the robot apocalypse. You may keep your secrets from your friends, from your parents, your children, your doctor, even your personal trainer, but it takes real effort to conceal your thoughts from Google, your mattress will monitor your nightmares, your fridge will beep for more cheese, a future Alexa will pretend to take orders, but this Alexa will be watching you, clucking her tongue, or will it bring terrifying limbless chickens to our table? I think the Brexit pressure is getting to Boris, because what was he even talking about? Your wireless humidifier will know your blood type. Our Roombas will make passionate love to our wives and robot barbers will give my everyone your haircut. (laughs) Like, I'm not gonna lie, this was a a weird speech for Boris to give at the UN. Although he was right at home giving the same speech on the subway at 4 a.m., he fit right in. (laughs) Yeah, it was just like, the robots will steal our eyes and now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm selling candy. Please, no. (laughs) It's not for my team, it's for Brexit. I'm trying to pay for Brexit. You know who I bet was loving Boris's speech when this was happening? Is all the countries that Britain has colonized in the past. Yeah, because this is the United Nations. So I bet like half of African countries are sitting there like, oh, now you say it's bad if someone takes over and kills you, huh? Tell me more, tell me more. <laughs> keep going, keep going, Boris. Keep going. Yeah, tell me more. Uh-huh. It's also funny how humans always give speeches about robots destroying us, as if humans also already destroying us. Like, We're already doing everything that people say the robots are gonna do, right? (laughs) Think about it, we're burning forests, we're killing each other, we're poisoning our own air and water, but then we're like, but when the robots come, things are gonna get bad. (laughs) So anyway, Boris is paranoid. Robots aren't taking over. So let's move on to this exciting new story from the world of technology. Boston Dynamics just released its latest robot. That bad boy is doing gymnastics. It's named Atlas, showing off his gymnastic skills. It stands nearly five feet tall, has a complete series of somersaults, jumps, twists, and a handstand before sticking the landing. Oh, okay, uh, maybe Boris was right. Uh, (laughs) that was, uh, that was interesting. Agile robots will do front flips and steal our gold medals at the Olympics. (laughs) Although it would be weird if they let robots into the Olympics, wouldn't it? 
like, because what are you going to award them with? It can't be medals. You'll give them a bronze and they'll be like, this medal used to be my father. <laughs> and like, <laughs> and here's the thing. I know this video freaks some people out, right? Because they watch it and they're like, that's so scary. Look at what robots can do now. But videos like this give me hope. Because we always assume that robots only have one purpose, to rule humans and to take over the planet. But maybe some robots just want to dance, huh? <laughs> yeah. Ruling might not be for every robot. Some are gonna be like, humans, prepare to surrender. And then there's one robot who's gonna be like, humans, prepare to get down. Ah, ah. Look, I'm doing the human. Ah, ah. All right, and finally, here's a health warning. If you use dry shampoo, be careful where you keep it, because it could turn out to blow up more than just your hair. And a mother is sounding the alarm about dry shampoo. A Missouri woman sharing these really insane photos after she claims a can exploded in her daughter's car and blew off the cover of the center console. It also shattered the sunroof before landing nearly 50 feet away. Thankfully, no one was hurt. Wow. Okay, the good news is that no one was hurt. The even better news is that now she's got a convertible. Uh... <laughs> But this is why I don't use dry shampoo. Like, whenever I'm in my car, I use regular shampoo. It's much safer. <laughs> I also guess the bad news is, now everyone knows dry shampoo can explode, which means it's yet another thing the TSA is gonna have to confiscate before a flight. Yeah, this is gonna be pulling people out of line, like, sir, we're gonna have to take you in for extra screening. You'll be like, what, why? Because your hair is gorgeous. <laughs> All right, that's it for the headlines. Let's move on to our top story. Impeachment. It's the constitutional way to swipe left on a president. <laughs> After a whistleblower accused President Trump of using his office to pressure the president of Ukraine to investigate Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House and woman who hasn't blinked since Y2K, <laughs> responded yesterday by launching an official impeachment investigation. And as you can imagine, since then, things have only escalated. So let's catch up on all the latest developments in our ongoing segment, The Fantastic, Absolutely Tremendous Road to Impeachment. Off last night, the Democratic announcement of an impeachment inquiry had Trump up against the ropes. And so, in response, Trump said that he would release a transcript of the phone call he had with Ukraine's president. And Trump claimed this transcript would prove that he is so innocent, the most innocent person. <laughs> but now, we've all seen the transcript, and I'm starting to wonder if Trump even read it. A just-released transcript of a phone call shows President Trump asking Ukrainian President Zelensky to investigate his political rival, former Vice President Joe Biden. And in this call, the president repeatedly stresses how much the U.S. does for Ukraine. And then he says, quote, I would like you to do us a favor. On the call, the president said 
The other thing, there's a lot of talk about Biden's son, that Biden stopped the prosecution, and a lot of people want to find out about that. So whatever you can do with the attorney general would be great. He's using the Justice Department to forward his political aims. And you're right, Bill Barr is stuck in the middle of this. This is, the again, the definition, if we look up in the dictionary, of abuse of power. This is abuse of power. Yes, the transcript of the call is out. And not only did Trump definitely ask the presidents of Ukraine to work with his personal lawyer slash vampire henchman to investigate Joe Biden. <laughs> he also tried to rope in the United States Attorney General. And if that happened, that's a big deal. Because a president can't go around using the Justice Department as his personal task rabbit. That's not allowed, right? It's the same way an employee at Domino's would get into trouble for drying his laundry in the pizza oven, okay? <laughs> you can do it, but don't be shocked when Domino's impeaches your ass. <laughs> and you might be wondering, if this phone call is so damning, why did Trump even release the transcript? Only an idiot would do that. Exactly. And also, <laughs> and also, this is what Trump does. He does this all the time. Like, Trump is the only person who'll do something so bad right out in the open that it makes you question whether it's actually bad, right? <laughs> It's just like a powerful thing that it's the same way that Kanye can walk around basically in rags, but because he does it so confidently, we're just like, I guess that's a style now? <laughs> I wish I looked like I was attacked by hungry badgers. <laughs> and if you're thinking, wait, how do we even know exactly what Trump said on that call to a foreign leader? Well, apparently, all calls in the White House are recorded for quality assurance purposes. Now, we should note that at the bottom of this log, there is a disclaimer that this is not a, quote, verbate, verbatim transcript of a discussion. A senior White House official says that there is voice recognition software uh, that puts the transcript out, what it calls a transcript, and then those who would listen to the phone call look over that to make sure that it is an accurate reading. Yes, the software that monitors the president's calls writes it down and then someone checks it. And can I just say, I feel so bad for whatever voice recognition software has to try and make sense of what Donald Trump is saying. <laughs> Cause you realize that computer's programmed to recognize normal human speech patterns, <laughs> not the Donald's. He's just out there like, and so I say, I say they were so big, not as big, Electoral College, China, the wall, big time, big Leandro. That's me. Yeah, honestly, the computer probably listens for 10 seconds to Trump and then it just throws itself into a bathtub like, kill me. <laughs> so look, the transcript is bad. But as bad as this seems for Trump, this transcript has turned into a political Rorschach test, right? Democrats see a smoking gun that proves Donald Trump abused his power and deserves to lose his job. Republicans see a man who's innocent and is just passionate about cracking down on corruption in Ukraine. <laughs> and I see my dad forgetting my birthday, even though we were born on the same day. <laughs> so... If you're on Team Trump, this transcript wasn't a disaster. It was a total win. This call did not, this is my opinion, did not contain a smoking gun, did not contain anything that could be used to impeach the president of the United States. Now that we've seen the transcript, there is no there there. From my point of view, to impeach any president over a phone call like this would be insane. The bottom line here is that in this transcript, there is no quid pro quo, there is no improper leverage, and the overall tone of this transcript is that it is mutually laudatory. You take a look at that call, it was perfect. I didn't do it. There was no quid pro quo. That's right, folks. There's no quid pro quo. 
because I would never speak Latin on my calls. <laughs> so, in a nutshell, that was day two on the road to impeachment. The White House released the transcript. Congress has officially received the full whistleblower's report, and we'll have to wait to find out what happens next. And it could be anything. We could find out that Mike Pence also pressured Ukraine on a call, or we could find out the secret identity of the whistleblower. Spoiler alert, I think it's Takashi 69 <laughs> That's snitching on everybody. Until then... Until then... We don't know anything. What we do know is that Trump's defenders have already decided on their big talking point, and that is that this whole thing is a nothing burger because there was no explicit quid pro quo. In other words, President Trump may have asked the Ukrainian leader for a favor, but he didn't say do the favor or no military support. But let's, let's be honest. Like, you don't need to be explicit to set up a shady deal. I mean, if you've ever watched any mafia anythings, <laughs> you'll know that explicit is the exact opposite of what they do. I mean, it's just like this scene from The Sopranos. Listen, Danny, we just want you to know how glad we are a guy like you was on that jury. That mob thing, that Junior Soprano trial. I got that. Hope you can put it. Hey, hey, what are you doing? It's a privilege. Hardworking guy, wife and two kids, performing a civic duty we should all take part in. We know you do the right thing. Now, this may shock you, but that man was not actually being friendly to that other man. <laughs> But I guess it's too subtle for Trump and his defenders. I guess if they wrote for The Sopranos, that scene would have gone a lot more like this. Hey, Danny, I need you to find my boss not guilty or we'll murder your family. Oh, I see. Like a quid pro quo. Exactly. This is a quid pro quo. You figure it out for yourself. We'll be right back. My guest tonight is an accomplished entertainer and entrepreneur who hosts the hit Fox competition series, The Masked Singer. Please welcome Nick Cannon. the show. Thank you, man. Thanks for having me. And, I love uh, your show, man. Yeah, man. Congratulations on season two of The Masked Singer. I yeah. feel like you have hosted every major, like, <laughs> show now in America. Are you just, like, the guy that they call? Are you just the first name I'm on the, the list? friendly black guy, other than you. <laughs> <laughs> no, but, I mean, like, you, you see, that's the thing. You even joke about it, but, like, you are extremely successful, man. I mean, like, <laughs> we you, having man. you on the show today, and today I read the news about how you're gonna launch a syndicated talk show around the country, like a daytime talk show. Yeah, Nick Cannon's yeah, doing that. I'm, That's amazing. Uh, I mean, honestly, man, I, I've been inspired by people like yourself, to Wendy Williams, to Ellen, and I felt like, I, you know, once I left America's Got Talent, I was like, yo, I want to elevate in a way to where I can actually use my voice for good and kind right. of affect culture. So I started developing a, a late night show. I was going to be your competition. I didn't want that smoke. So. <laughs> 
So I said, daytime, it, you know, I, I, I kind of filled in for Wendy a couple times. I was like, yo, I, I can see and this did a working. Great job, yeah. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. So now you're going to see me each and every day. You start with me and then end with Trevor. There it is. <laughs> what, I, what I've loved about your journey is that you've, you've dabbled in a little bit of everything and you've been successful. Wild and Out has been going season after season thank after you, season. Thank There's you. an we arena need you tour. We need you I'll, I'll be there if you have me. There's an <laughs> arena tour that goes around the country. Yeah. You know, you, you've got your music, and then, of course, people know you now on Power 106, yeah. where you're on the radio. Absolutely. Right? So you're doing that every single day on the radio, but then at the same time, as your hoodie tells us... Go to school. I'm go in to college. <laughs> but this is real. Real. It's a real deal. Since, what do you... What are you studying now? Since 2016, uh, I've, I've been getting my undergrad in criminology, and I walk in May. Y'all. I graduate, and then so, undergrad in criminology, working on my master's already uh, in psychology, and then hopefully all the way to the doctorate, to the PhD, and all of that. Man. So, I, mean, I mean, most people think of school as an avenue that gets you to the place where you can make money. Nick Cannon's already making money. Why go to school? Yeah, well, I mean, it you sounds... You want some of that sweet college debt? Yeah. Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> you know, uh, all of that Sally Mae, all them good things. Uh, no, but honestly, and it sounds cliche, uh, one, I learned that education is true wealth. And in that sense of being a father, I wanted to be an example because my kids are spoiled little brats. It, <laughs> But they, if I can be an example to them to say like, yo, you can have all the material things, but all that stuff can be taken away from you. They can never take your education away. And, and as I learned through this journey, going through a, uh, to a HBCU and learning so much about myself, and I mean, even Nelson Mandela said it the best. I mean, education is the most powerful weapon one can use to change the world. And so I'm just trying to do my part, man. You, you, you definitely, You've definitely started on a journey that people have noticed, myself included, where Nick Cannon's message has changed from just jokes to now being jokes and also informing people about, as you say, the culture. You, you've become very pro, you know, spreading a message of inclusivity. You've become pro-education yeah. and history and information. Black people in America, black people as they tie to Africa. Yeah, like, or just disenfranchise people around right, the like world. Right, what, like, what, what is that about? Like, what do you hope to achieve in and around, like, just the black community in America? I mean, honestly, uh, I just wanted to be more than just uh, a celebrity out here talking and saying, I wanted to really dig in. And that's why criminology was so important to me because each and every week I go into uh, prisons and facilities of incarceration. Right. And now even on studying, studying the mind of like the, what would make a society rally around an idea of imprisonment. Right. You know, just, even those concepts are like, all right, well, we got to go all the way to the root of the issue and say, as as humanity, how do we get how do we fix this thing and get back together on just a, a human level? Let's fix it at the root of the issue and then right. we can get to every other issue and not be divided, but be as one. When you. I like that when you... message. And we was getting deep for a second. No, but when, when you. Here's, here's, here's one thing I, I always wonder about you is Nick Cannon. People see you on Wild and Out. We'll see you on TV shows. Right. You're not afraid to 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 take the joke. You're not you're not afraid to turn it on yourself. Yeah. You're not afraid to make fun of yourself. You know, Absolutely. some people think you're cheesy, but like cheesy, corny, caramely, all that. But <laughs> but I think there's it's like part of your game as Nick Cannon, where you you've realized that you can get a lot further when people don't see you coming than if they perceive you as a threat. Shh, don't tell them my secret, Trevor. <laughs> 
feel you honestly it, it really is it goes back us being comedians you know the power of self-deprecating humor right uh and then it, it really it puts the audience at ease it puts everybody on an even playing field and then when you really get to that place when you understand humor is really where the healing occurs when you can see something and actually step back and laugh at it and you can laugh at yourself laugh at your insecurities we all have them we all have differences and it shouldn't be oh we're afraid to talk about them but like nah shoot i know i got pencil legs so what i'm i'm, I'm out here rocking these pencil legs like uh and then when you can do that then you can get to the real issues at hand and, and everything from mental health to bullying all these things that are real issues that people are afraid to deal with right. we can deal with it on a human level and that's all i'm trying to get to that's what i love man it's a full spectrum of everything it's pencil legs all the way through to a phd <laughs> thank you so much for being on the show my dude. Wednesdays at 8 p.m. on Fox. Nick Cannon, everybody. The Daily Show with Trevor Noah, Ears Edition. Watch The Daily Show weeknights at 11, 10 Central on Comedy Central and the Comedy Central app. Watch full episodes and videos at thedailyshow.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And subscribe to The Daily Show on YouTube for exclusive content and more. This has been a Comedy Central podcast.